Hello, my friends, and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture Get Off My Lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. That's us. Me, in particular, your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises. I am joined by my thin counterpart in San Francisco. Me, your co-host, Noah Tardo of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. I love that guy. We need to hear his voice Thank on you. a regular basis. Thank you, Bill. You're a sweet, sweet man. Thank I am you. definitely a sweet man. And I'm, I'm <laughs> that's, what, that's what everyone says when they meet you, that you're just a big teddy bear and always sunshine and lollipops. It's the first thing people learn about Scary. I'm like Richard Mall from Night Court, you know, just this big, tall, gentle giant. Is that what he's like in real life? Do I don't know. I, you know, it's a good question. I haven't seen him in a long time. I've seen this him in a few movies recently, but I'm wondering what happened to re- Richard re- Mall. Really? Go? Recently, he was in a few movies. No, no, no. I watched some like House. He was in some archival oh. movies from back in the day. I'm like, oh, Richard Mall. That was interesting. That guy had a moment. What happened to him? What was it? All right, that? that's it. We're sh- we're shifting gears. Today's topic is Richard. Richard Mall. Mall. All the kids are into Richard. Hitting Mall. it hard on all the Richard Mall factoids you want. What okay. we are actually Actually speaking about today, we are taking a dive into the Lame <laughs> Foundation and and uh, feathered eyepiece fake eyelash world, the hard hardcore world of drag culture. Because we're looking at RuPaul's Drag Race this week, and uh, mm-hmm. this is a long overdue correction in our ignorance <laughs> of of queer topics on this show. We are we are hitting it strong today, my friends. We're giving you what you did not ask for, but you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> so for for the six of you who are unfamiliar with this deal because this is actually this is actually a pretty big phenomenon i mean i've known that for a while but it, it, it invaded my house recently which has put this what this what put on the radar rupaul's drag race is an american reality competition series it's produced by world of wonder who one of these uh, reality show regular crews of producers these these uh, impresarios who make a lot of tv shows i don't have wait, a list. wait wait a minute wait a minute wasn't world of wonder the toy company that made Teddy Ruxpin? Uh, it might have been, but there's not there's nothing to do with this. I'm sure it's a different brand. Well, clearly not. I'm I just I, I sorry, I got to look this up. I really feel like that's the company that made Teddy Ruxpin. I don't think I don't think there's any it overlap. It can't be the same company. I don't think it's the same company. I think, I think this is a bunch of pre people in LA who make TV shows. Oh, uh, it was called Worlds of Wonder and then Teddy Ruxpin was sold to Hasbro. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So we got we got that out of the way. That's the grounding here. World of Wonder makes this. They originally made it for Logo, and beginning in the ninth season in 2017, the show began to be carried on VH1 natively. They had basic cable. So, by the way, there's still a channel called Video Hits One. Did you did you realize that that kind of? Like, I, I don't. I don't think it stands for Video Hits One anymore. Like A and E doesn't stand for Arts and Entertainment anymore. But that was it's that VH1. Yes, but that was. I'm saying the origin was Video Hits One. Just as right. it. It was, MTV, was, it was MTV for adults was the original idea of VH1. Like MTV was for kids. So this is like 1985 or whatever. Like, hey, you know, in case you don't like rat, we'll show you Phil Collins videos three hours at a time. You know, <laughs> that was the idea. And of course, then it became like a lifestyle network for, you know, women and gay men in their 20s. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, MTV stopped being a music network. So. Who knows? Nothing in the world makes sense anymore. So Drag Race is a show that which it documents uh, the the gritty reality of the search for America's next drag superstar, and it's hosted by uh, America's preeminent drag queen, Mr. RuPaul Charles, who at this point is the eminence grease of drag culture in America. I'd say, and I mean, to me, as far as I know, the one kind of larger, largest crossover figure into pop culture from the drag world, and going back to what was the song, Superstar? Yeah, Cover I think Girl? that was his first hit. Yeah. 
I'm like 19. 19- you gotta work, superstar. Yeah. yeah, that was like 96 yeah. or 94. Oh, no, no, that was like 92. They talk about that's really, yeah, yeah, that was a long Maybe. time ago. Okay, so RuPaul is the host, uh, the mentor, head judge for the series. Uh, you know, and it's, it's a challenge based reality show, not unlike I don't know, Top Chef and or Project Runaway, that kind of thing. There's a regular panel of judges, which has they managed to poach a Carson Kresley off of old uh, uh, Queer Eye, for instance. There's a, a washed up pop singer named Michelle Visage who was in a group a girl group in the uh, early 90s when i remember correctly anyway drag drag race is on for 10 seasons now uh it's spun off into a couple of different sub shows like drag you and 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 all there's an all-star which i guess it's just a bracket of the same thing the show is the highest rated program on logo right now which i probably is not that hard to do but i mean it it says a lot about its cultural footstep uh and it has international versions of it which is also weird depending on which country and how tolerant they are of homosexuality i have to imagine (laughs) the show has two emmys 2016 2017 for outstanding host reality we won a bunch of glad media awards it just wrapped up i mean part of the timeliness of this is that it just wrapped up season 10 the other night i think it was wednesday night thursday night and they named uh, aquaria i mean I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop i just know the names aquaria was the most recent winner of the show right. and that's where we start off from and so i wanted to talk about this because i had heard that in addition to the season wrapping up the demo on the show has recently kind of expanded in a way that maybe the creators did not picture it happening this this was a show i think made by a a gay nuclear brain trust for a primarily gay audience i mean and not that's just an an inside baseball drag audience i think that recently the viewership has expanded exploded to really incorporate young straight heteronormative girls yeah but come on hasn't always been I mean, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy didn't get big just because gay men were watching it. It's because women were watching it. That's how gay stuff is broken into the mainstream. Gay male stuff is because it was adopted or whatever by straight women yeah, so yeah. so i don't i doubt that's new i doubt the earliest success of rupaul's drag race probably hinged on its straight female audience uh i don't know about that i mean from what i understand really? there, there were right. some early adopters i think you're talking about a way the numbers expand indicate that it catches on as sort of like a fever boom uh more recently you'd have people coming on as, as late adopters and they tend to be straight young females uh that's not to say that there that wasn't always a component of the audience because I would agree with you. But um, my wife started watching this a couple of weeks ago. She she picked up on this and ran through all the back seasons. And so I've been watching this over her shoulder while it's been on the TV for a while now. And so I've had this kind of crash course where I can't say I put together a consistent narrative, but I feel like I've seen hours and hours of this thing out of sequence just picking up on, you know, impressions on what the show does. But, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in hearing what, what you have to say, you know, whatever kind of uh, uh, reactions you have, because this, this yeah. is... Uh, you know, you're the man from San Francisco here. <laughs> you're America's America's preeminent expert on uh, right. uh, on LGBTQ issues. Yeah, so. that's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the sad the sad truth is, Bill, I I probably <laughs> more of an expert on it than a lot of people in this country, which is part of the reason we're in this mess. Uh, all right. So I, you know, I'd heard of the show, but I had never really watched it before. I certainly familiar with RuPaul and always really liked him for some reasons I'll get into. But let me start actually with a disclaimer. And I'm actually going to be sincere here. And I actually wrote this down. So I have a lot of LGBTQ friends. In fact, since I moved out here, they constitute at least half of my social group like my social group here centers largely on karaoke and like every almost every thursday night i go to a gay bar where i'm among a very small group of straight cis men I, so i've, got, I've I, gone there with you it's a great bar. yeah you've been yeah. when you visit me yeah it's a great place so i very strongly consider myself an ally and like and i've always felt that i've identified a lot with queer people because 
even though I'm straight, I really felt like a misfit as a kid and I had issues with masculinity and all that. And I still sometimes feel like a misfit. So I identify with a lot of gay people. You know, even more importantly, I think it's important to be fair to all people who haven't proved themselves to be scumbags. So I like to have an open mind. Um, that being said, uh, that's not going to hold me back from my honest opinion here. So I might say stuff that people don't like or think is wrong. If you want to explain something to me later and you think I got something wrong, I'd be happy to listen to you with as open a mind as I can have. And if I agree with you that I was wrong, which is far from unlikely, I would be happy to apologize. But again, that's not going to hold me back from my opinion. Uh, so let me start out by saying I've never really understood drag and I don't really like drag. I don't think that's controversial. I don't think you have to. That's not something you have to like walk well, back or Well, but I'm going to get into the reasons why. All right. And I'm there, I, you know, I'm not, I didn't pay that much attention to it. So there's 8 billion nuances of drag that are, I don't understand. So I'm sure I'm wrong about a lot. But here's what I like about the show. There are a lot of things I like about the show. It, on balance, I'm not going to watch it, but I'm much happier the show is on TV and a hit than if it were. Uh, I think RuPaul is great. I think he is a great host. I think he's got amazing star power. He's got to have one hell of a set of balls because 92 geez like being mainstream and gay was difficult then uh, i mean it's not even easy now in, in a lot of sectors of society and he was out there unapologetically early on he's a pioneer he did it the hard way he did it his way that's the thing even if it's a a type of craft or whatever that I don't I don't like. I think he's a great host. I think he's an entertaining guy. I like to hear what he has to say. Another thing, the reason I hate most reality shows, and by the way, I don't like calling this a reality show. I feel like reality show is like ice road truckers or something, something where you're ostensibly watching people go about their lives. I know it's yeah. all fake. This is a game show. It's a game show. Yeah. It's yeah. putting people in an artificial thing and having them compete. I know people call it a reality. I mean, yeah, there's the stuff of the people living in the house and arguing, so fine. This show, all of these contestants, everyone I've watched, has personality, has star power, has sass, has has that undefinable thing. You have a host with oodles of that and all the challenges and stuff. They're doing clever stuff. They're doing funny stuff. So this show has everything I think those other shows are lacking. It's genuinely funny. The challenges, the snatch game where they do the parody of the match game. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all the drag queens are impersonating celebrities. None of them are like pathetically bad in terms of talent and some of them are great yep so yep. it's a really imaginative show there's a lot of cleverness the people who write it are doing a great job it's not my thing and i'm probably not going to watch it but man if i have a girlfriend who's obsessed with it all right i'll sit down with you and watch it. uh and then there's the fact and this is bigger beyond just what rupaul stands for this show mainstreams something that is not mainstream and while i don't like drag there are things attendant to drag that I think need to be out there more and pushed more into the face of America. The gender fluidity, the fact that RuPaul and all the contestants, you see them both in their drag personas and with the, the hair and the makeup and the, and the outsized costumes, and you see them just dressed presumably as they appear today to day, which almost all of them look like pretty flamboyant gay men, but they look like men. So there's this gender fluidity that these guys, they're almost all guys, can live, you know, in both worlds. They can dress in women's clothes, they can dress as men's clothes, and they're the same person. And they're unashamedly gay. They are not hiding in any way that they're homosexuals. Yep. As an ally and someone who relates to gay people, I like that. And I think that's good. And I think that's important. I'm glad it's success. Here's what I don't like. I don't like drag at all. I don't get a lot of things, but drag to me seems like it's has two problems. One, it always seems to me like it's making fun of women. And two, connected to that, I feel like it makes gay men look like clowns. And I understand why in earlier decades that might have felt like one of the only ways gay men could 
express how they are different is to make themselves objects of ridicule. Like, I'm unthreatening. I'm just a clown who dresses like a woman. I feel like it made more sense in times past when you couldn't be an unashamedly not traditionally male-centric kind of persona, where you could express yourself in a less, in not the mainstream masculine stereotype way. But now I just feel like it makes gay men look ridiculous. You know, I, I could I could say that quite literally, it is technically a kind of clowning. I mean, if you want to go to like the Italian, yeah. I know you're saying like ridicule. It is almost like one of the Italian sets of clowns from Commedia dell'arte. There, there is a, almost a technical element of that to it. All right, fine. But do you think clowns attach their identity to clowning as much as drag queens seem to attach their identity? I mean... The people who are really involved in drag, it becomes it becomes their life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. That gives me pause. Uh, also, I find the world of this to be pedestrian. I mean, this is just something I don't relate to. I've never been into fashion at all. Well, that's style. true. Yes. And, and the obsession with hair and makeup. And I'm watching clips like, the fiercest moment ever in RuPaul's Drag Race is when so-and-so removed his wig during performance and he had another wig on underneath. <laughs> like, that is like a mind-melting thing. And I'm like, big deal. He put on two wigs. Like, you know, I just, I can't get worked up about that or interested in that at all. I almost feel like if I were gay, which isn't that hard to imagine, because like I said, I, I grew up with this sense, you know, I asked myself a lot if I was gay. Everyone called me a fad and I was skinny and hypersensitive and artsy and in, you know, had lots of friends with girls. So there's a part of me that feels like if I were gay, I would be offended like this. I feel like people are mocking me. I feel like people are saying, oh, gay guys all dress like these ridiculous, big-haired women showing off their butts and, and wearing insane hats. Mm -hmm. So there's a part of me that finds this, like, it, it almost, I wonder why it does, it's not degrading to gay men. I, I wish the show had a greater diversity of contestants. Everyone seems to be a gay man with that same kind of smart mouth persona. I, I know there's been some controversy about trans women being on the show, but like, aren't there straight men out there who like to dress this way? I mean, I guess there must be some, aren't, I've met straight women who, who do drag acts. Like, we can't get some of those, like the judges, the judges like are all Carson Kressley type people. Let's get judges like totally straight, I mean, straight-laced seeming white men. Let's get Jimmy Carter as a judge. The Snatch Game, which is so funny, and they're, some of them really do great celebrity impressions, but they're they're almost all these these gay icons. They're Cher, they're, well, Little Ju Edie was very funny. I Judy, like that. Judy Garland and, yeah, that kind Judy of thing. Judy Garland. Sure. I want to see someone do Eleanor Roosevelt. I want to see someone do Mary Shelley. Someone did Judge Judy, and that was funny. You know, I want to see, I, I just want, I, it just feels to me often, and another thing, the music, I just, this style of music, man, and why is people like Britney Spears and Katy Perry, why are they gay icons? They're unashamedly straight and boring and, and unclever straight women. Like, why are they, why do you love this music? It's awful, and it's not <laughs> sassy, and it's not, it's not bold, like, Britney Spears is a gay icon? It's, it's so an aesthetic. Tame. Obviously, it's an aesthetic. Well, it's an aesthetic I, I hate. And yes, as a music yes. fan, I'm insulted by. And, like, raise your standards for music, man. I don't necessarily think you've burned any bridges with uh, with your disclaimer, by the way. I, 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 I just Anyone who thinks I burned a bridge probably never had much of a bridge with me to begin with. So. I, too, have no love of drag as an art form. I find it tedious. It's not that I'm saying it's invalid or anything like that. I just quite literally, maybe I've seen three or four drag shows in real life between the time I've spent in the cities, in, in, in Fire Island, out on Long Island, and you know, whatever 
kind of proximity I've had to gay enclaves and gay culture, the drag that I've seen is enough of a sample to say, okay, I see what this is, but to some degree, it's like fireworks. It's this big dynamic uh, display of power and showmanship, choreography between sound and picture and, and, and music and movement, and yet I can't tell the difference from one to the other. I, I have no critical faculty or no actual critical organ that makes me have any love of drag one way or the other. I just, it's, it's all one big drag performer. The thing that you said that was most salient to me, the position of this being on TV now is super important. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, yes. Yeah, and I liken it to this, I was saying this to some movie buffs a few months ago. I don't understand David Lynch. I don't get it. I probably can't watch any more of it, and if I did watch it, there's no way for me to penetrate what's going on. However, I want to live in a world where there's plenty of it, because it makes everything more interesting. It's a corrective to all the other, I'm saying this about both things. I'm saying this about anything that I consider to be good. Cher is completely addicted to social media. Even her blank has a Twitter account. I said even her wig has a Twitter account. Let's go to the stars and find out what they wrote down. Judge Judy. Her old note. Not a match, unfortunately, but... She has been like three or four. Yeah, she's been touched by an angel. Yeah. (laughs) And she looks great. I agree. And you know, I agree, and so does Officer Bird. It is correct, Judge Judy. Not a match, Your Honor. Baloney! Baloney, sir! Why do you think this is popular? Why do you think it's lasted 10 seasons, three spinoffs? Etc. Etc. Why? Well, let's put it this way: being gay has never been as profitable and as funny and delightful <laughs> as it is right that now. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so I, I think it's popular because, um, well, you know, queerness is as visible in. I mean, first of all, it's part of the. Pardon me, as I wield this word, it's part of the culture comp we're having in America now, <laughs> and it's. I mean, it's been that way for however many decades. But when you frontline this kind of thing as bait and att- uh, uh, on on conservatives and the people who are phobes and the the Jerry Falwells of the world. It's it's really an, it's a big incentive for uh, progressives. I mean, I'm not just assigning a pure political value to it, although it has it, and I I really appreciate it for that. I mean, it, this is a gigantic exuberant um, expression of culture. It's fun as fuck if you are into it. The show itself. Yeah. I mean, not just drag. I mean, this show itself is as compelling as Monday Night Football. As compelling. <laughs> as, oh, oh! As much as I'm not going to watch the show, I would much rather watch it than Monday. Yeah, before. but I mean, it has the same. Oh it has the same continuity where every single season is a season, and you have a winner's bracket. You know, you got a tournament format. You know, and you have an inside history. You have a vocabulary and an argot that's being developed inside of it. You have the same impresario. You have RuPaul is running yeah. running the show. So there's yeah. a consistent set of rules. He's the Howard Cosell. He's the Howard the Cosell, the Jim Lampley of, of this whole of this whole set. Up. And also the people they get on the show, I you know there was a real brain drain with some other pretty hot, uh, uh, let's say, reality shows that were hot when they came out and had a really heavy queer bent, like Project Runway, obviously. Which is another reason why this show in particular is like eating Project Runway's lunch. Doing, and, and a lot of the Project One Way characters, I say characters, I mean like familiar people, have made their way from the Project One right. world to this because this is more the, the ground but zero for gay culture on TV. I go back to it. While I don't like drag, I, I like 
these people are funny and entertaining, oh, at least for me in small doses. Yeah, sure. And I have, I, I mean, I think I've seen Project Runway once. Mm-hmm. Fashion, I just think, is 90% bullshit. So you're never going to get me with something like that. You know, I mean, I think it's just got, in terms of format and in terms of who it selects, in terms of its whole reason of being, the concept of Drag Race just has it all over Project Runway mm. and certainly America's Next Top Model. By the way, the thing I used to always joke about America's Next Top Model, mm-hmm. which I think is relevant here, is did any of the women who won that show go on to be America's Next Top Model? No. And the no. women, the, the drag queens, men, whatever, who win RuPaul, are, like, do any of them, I mean, I looked it up, some of them get some work, but, like, are there any drag superstars in America other than RuPaul? Uh, like, the, with any mainstream cachet? I guess I some, think, woman, some some drag queen who won was on Nip and Tuck or what something. What people are, they're not, I mean, the, 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 main street cross, uh, the mainstream crossover would be a big deal, should you get that. I think it has to do with more being inside the demimonde of drag. That's the bigger thing. And yes, this has an incredible right, okay. an incredible effect on your earning power, and you become a luminary overnight. I mean, this, this, this can make a star out of you. Because you're not looking to get on TV. You're not looking to break into uh, taking over for Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Right, that's not, right. the, it's not the stakes. Oh, that I would appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> if a drag queen took over Jeopardy. Hey, Alex Trebek yeah. was on Jeopardy this. Uh, he was he was on drag uh, RuPaul's Drag Race this season. Is really? Yeah, he had a small bit. Really? It, yeah, absolutely. Wow, well, that that slightly improves my opinion of him. So I, I think it's the simple answer for why it's popular is that it's exuberant, it's fun, it moves a thousand miles an hour, mm-hmm. it is, uh, it mm-hmm. has this weight to it, it has this gravity. There is uh, behind it a sense of seriousness because it does describe, even though this is about the happy face people put on, it describes the modern life of the gay person in America and how they, a lot of them, come from run, uh, sundered backgrounds because their parents have cast them out. And that's not the text unless it's made it yeah. as such. But there's a real sense of, hey, man, we all went through this. This is all our thing. Yeah. And there, granted, some yeah. of them have pretty boring suburban stories where they came out and were accepted. But there are a ton of them that are from Louisiana, that are from the Bronx, that are from somewhere right. in, in central California where it's like we were just cast out and I have no family other than the family I chose. But even the ones that were accepted. I mean, from my experience, even queer people who are accepted by their families and most of their communities, there's always that one person who doesn't accept mm-hmm. them. Even if their parents still love them, they just they can't be truly open with their parents and there are aspects of their life that they know their parents would just have a little trouble with. Yeah. Or, you know, still accept them and still love them, but like in a way that a straight person wouldn't have to. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, they still have to keep some things hidden. Even the, the fortunate queer people. And then forget it, if you want to be a drag queen, I'm sure there's always someone in your life who's like, I'm glad you're having fun sweetheart but that stuff is crazy i don't understand you you keep you you keep that adam i'm not coming to your show because that's that's a bridge too far i will add to you why it's popular this so i think it's telling that it moved up from logo to vh1 in 2017 because as we've seen in this country since the end of 2016 there has been an effort to embrace things that are traditionally left traditionally not conservative Mm. because it's our revolt against the veritable coup that has happened in our government like this is what i always say if you don't like people of color or queer people like too bad for you that's america yeah so well, it's you know, hum- it, love it or leave it. It's humanity. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it, and yeah. It's like well, it's humanity too. Well, but it's more so America, a place where supposedly you're allowed to have freedom and be what you want to be, and just I mean, I repeat the cliche: don't like gay marriage, don't get gay married, don't go to the wedding, <laughs> don't buy a gift. Shut up! Shut up! My name is Alyssa Edwards, and I am 32 years of age. I'm known as the Vanessa Williams of drag because after winning the title of Miss Gay America, the crown was taken away from me. Girl, I am gagging. I am here 
to show people I still got it. All right, so Noah Tarno, imagine a world where you are young. Do you like this any more than you do today? Well, for this show, young, we're talking about 20s, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, I actually think I don't. I I mean, less because I'm not, again, who knows how I'd be different if I were in my 20s now instead of in my 20s in the 90s. I was always comfortable with LGBT culture, but I spend a lot more time with it now. I don't see why being younger would make me embrace it more. Look, I mainly ignored it till you said we were we you wanted to talk about it. That's so true. I'd, yeah, I'd ignore it even more. So I, I certainly don't think I'd have any more of a problem with it than I have now. But I don't think I'd like it more if I were a straight guy in his twenties. Now, <laughs> if I were a gay guy in his twenties, sure. If I were a straight woman in my twenties, maybe. But you know, that's that's another question. No, I wouldn't have liked this anymore either. It's true. I mean, I just, it's not for me. But again, I, I, I guess I am ashamed to say, look, when I was younger, yes, I was definitely more phobic. I, I don't know how I could not have been coming from the pretty, you know, bent, not unbent uh, white straight world of the suburbs of Long Island. I don't think I would be phobic today if I was a kid today. I don't necessarily know if how my phobia in, informed my viewing choices when I was younger. I probably would have been a little intimidated by seeing this. I mean, when I was a kid. But I think today it, it would have been the same thing where I feel like, well, it's not a... The reason why I don't get into it is not necessarily a matter of being aged and crotchety. It has more to do with the fact that just taste-wise, it's not the kind of thing I'm more likely to watch. I'd rather watch The Amazing Race or Archer. This week, it's a classic tale of drags to riches as we challenged our queens to turn Beverly Hills trash into Tinseltown class. Now, they're ready to make their Rue Hollywood red carpet debut. Gentlemen, start your engines. And may the best woman win. We mainly agree that this show is on balance a positive thing. But as we always have to ask, is there anything about the show that you see a sign of the apocalypse? Uh, not at all. And, uh, and man, man, yeah. would this question be different if we were like, you know, mega church going conservative Christians from Idaho? <laughs> yeah, of In course. Fact, we could probably find we could probably find a clip online of someone literally saying the show is a sign <laughs> of the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, I probably I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna look for that. Literally in saying in those words, in the exact verbiage, drag race is a sign of the apocalypse. Well, I I do think that uh, part of why it's the anti-apocalypse because so many people might think it is, and so that makes us charge yeah. harder with it. If, if this right. show isn't just a show, if you say it's also ammunition and the culture comp, then I'm I'm all for it. To right. the contrary, there's nothing apocalyptic about it. If anything, it winds up becoming a, like a, a huge corrective to any number of ills. And there are other shows on the dial right now which i mean you could say anything that ryan murphy is putting out uh you know all of ryan murphy's show are heavily you know bent with this this queer sense to it everything from the uh well maybe the oj thing not as much but american horror story and the gianni versace thing and pose which is on right now and and i would you know throw my back into the support of those because you're talking about one drop in the bucket of all the other stupid roseanne shows that are just out there thoughtlessly is it patronizing to say that i would support something that you know is is it, is it above my pay grade to say, is this any good or is it is it not that good? Is it bad? But I'm simply getting into it out of a patronizing sense of we need more things like it. I don't think that's a bad impulse, but it's not like I'm, I'm supporting it because I want to see my culture look more like it so that you have a choice between good and bad, high and low. Uh, right now you don't. There's just kind of like two or three options. You don't have a plurality of options. I mean, I mostly agree, but it's interesting you say future more plural. Uh, I... And again, what does my opinion matter? Because I'm not gay or any variety of queer. But 
I personally look forward to a, a, a time when gay culture seems to have some more diversity, at least as is expressed in mainstream. And that's what that's that might be the thing that bothers me most about the show is that I think it perpetuates a stereotype that every gay man is, you know, the very feminine, fashion obsessed, smart talking guy. And there's obviously there's nothing wrong with those guys and giving them more mainstream exposure is on balance a good thing. But I don't want gay people to have to think that's the way they have to be. And I don't want straight people to have to think that's the way all gay people are. It's and, a monolith. And, You're not wrong about that. Yeah. 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 So, so that's to say, I mean, look, we need explicitly unapologetically gay theme shows on TV, apart yeah. from the sitcom with one character who goes out on dates with members of his own gender and, you know, doesn't hide it. Uh, I mean, that's good. Which is, which is good. I mean, um, that, like that's, that's the first, that's, that's the first step. Yeah. You know, maybe the start is to have celebrities on that show who aren't, you know, from the gay world. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess Alex Trebek. All right. How about that? But mm-hmm. I like to think in a not that different world in which I'm not hosting quiz shows for corporate events. I'm hosting a quiz show on TV, but I'm nobody's idea of a gay idol. I think I'd do a great job as a judge in that show. And I'd love to do it, even though I'm not a fashion guy, you know. I'd well, love to about- see someone like that who doesn't know anything about fashion just go, I you made me laugh. You were entertaining. You were a good lip syncer, you know, blah blah blah. You got star power. Like let's see some more diversity in that world. Well, I think about this that the the there is no such thing as a gay world. How about we start with that? So- All right. Right. Say, well, that is no, that is true. That is true. Right. I mean, that's where we get. That's how we get there is by saying there's nothing that's exclusively gay and there's nothing that's ex- exclusively straight. So there's no reason to keep anyone out, and there's no one perhaps who couldn't have an opinion on it in some constructive fashion. Hi everyone. I'm Alex Trebek, and I'm putting together a brand new version of Jeopardy just for drag queens. Instead of answering in the form of a question, the queens must now respond with a blank. What is chunky yet funky? Is your uh, uh, homophobic vitriol on the topic, <laughs> is, it, is it based in jealousy over the fact that all these men have the ability to be free in their lives and you have to uh, persist in the closet? Well, that's a good point. I mean, I certainly don't feel I'm in a closet, but you know, who knows what I'll discover about myself someday. <laughs> I, support your de- I, support, I support your decision, by the way, Where, wherever you go with that. Every time someone, you know, every, like once every five years, someone asks me, like when I complain about my dating problems, like, is it possible you like men? And I'm like, it's highly impossible, but I'm not going to say it's completely impossible. It's like, it's like, I Uh, wish, I wish it were that simple. Yeah. I wish it were that simple. Right. I have that problem. Uh, All right. I don't have any jealousy of the show. Do I have any jealousy of drag culture? No, I I don't think I do. I mean, I, I guess to the extent I do is they they really have such a strong community based on, you know, creating their own family. There's this whole concept in the drag world of your drag mother. Yep. Right. Yep. And like, apparently, several contestants on the show are like drag mothers and daughters to each other. That like you enter the community in some city, and so and so adopts you. And I, I think it's more than just slapping a label on it. I think there's a mentorship thing. If you're new in a city, if you're young, maybe if you have financial problems or even drug problems, like there's there's someone who's who's more experienced in the scene or more experienced in life who's looking out for you. Because as you brought up, a lot of these people can't count on their actual families. So I guess I'm jealous of tight-knit communities like that. I have had some in my life, and I've always enjoyed that. Part of the reason I left New York for San Francisco a few years ago is I feel like I didn't have much of that. And part of the reason I I feel like my life change here has been somewhat mostly successful is that I found some version of that here, which... (laughs) 
largely consisting of LGBT people. So yeah, not um, a, it's not an accident, I'm sure. I guess I'm jealous of having a world like that to identify with. Yes, even though I would never under any even even if I turn out, it turns out the whole time my problem was I wanted to be with men. I don't ever think I'm going to discover I should have been part of the drag world. But <laughs> I'm jealous that they have that world and they get you know, to be part of it. And, and okay, I will say this: I'm jealous of RuPaul. Because I wish I had that star power. I wish I had that hosting ability. He must be very good with people because he gets TV show after TV show and mainstream exposure. And, you know, he's, he, he must have that show business flair that gets his foot in the door everywhere. I think that what you just said was very thoughtful because, if anything, I seeing the backstage sort of inside baseball demimond with both the everyone ribbing each other and giving each other shit and you know you mentioned the snatch game and the snatch game is one of those things if you watch it on tv it, it's very it's worth watching oh, it's totally place. worth it's watching but it, it, it's, it, it's such funny. a level it's such an ease of discourse and it's this familiarity and everybody understands the rules it's quite literally like the old D- right. dean martin roasts where you feel like you're in a room right. full of old drunk friends who don't know cameras are running yeah but like you said there's the idea of this inclusivity uh to this to this uh show it hints at a larger world and uh i am jealous of that and i'm also jealous of the people who can enjoy drag i mean i don't want any more drag but i wish that i had a critical faculty or some some sort of pleasure sensor center that was activated by seeing drag because there's a lot of it and it looks like fun and it looks like people have fun watching it and i'm a little bit like a man who has anosmia being in a perfume store so uh kind of kind of missing something out of it uh, but that that's yeah. about it that's as much as that that's as jealous as i can get that's the discussion i'd, I'd hope we had and neither of us said something incredibly dumb and i think we got through it without alien oh i'm sure i'm sure we, <laughs> did. I'm sure we did without alienating half of our listeners. It, it might not have been homophobic dumb. It's just it dumb just dumb fucking in dumb yeah yeah <laughs> What are you talking about? Ted Koppel died five years ago. You're <laughs> such an idiot. Oh, this is Ted Koppel's widow just Twittered us. Oh, we fucked up. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get the fact here. Bets. We're taking bets. How old is Ted Koppel? What are you saying? 74. Oh, no. He's got to be older than that. Okay. I say 81. Ted Koppel is 78. Oh, uh, okay. So I was three years too high. You were four so years So I won in the, in the Price is Right uh, metric. Uh, I think that's it. So uh, if you guys want to find past episodes, look on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us. Noah and Bill don't get it. Visit I Don't Get It podcast. Give us those fucking reviews, people. We're going to keep reading them on, <laughs> on future episodes. By the way, pe- yeah, next episode, pe- we're people gonna, have we're been really good them, about yeah. uh, uh, listeners have been really good. We heard some good stuff from the man in Wales, Sky uh, Sky Wingfield, has put some real love out there. John Arminio, you guys have been great in listening to the show and sounding off. We really appreciate it because it it makes me feel like we're actually doing something that people like somehow (laughs) hear. And I mean, not just listen, but I feel like everyone's grokking what we're doing. That that, that means a lot. I mean, I I met a friend this week, Cole Smithy, who talked about our show too and and described what we do as being, you know, a real great uh, uh, discussion with putting our information up front. I, I like that people are giving us praise that I don't feel we're anywhere near earning but I'll, I'll take it i'll literally take it i'm personally on twitter at at william scurry i'm on youtube at am caesar and this guy here bigquizthing.com my company does corporate and private trivia events nationwide learn more sign up for our mailing list you'll get 
fresh trivia in your inbox every week. We got trivia on Twitter all the time at Big Quiz Thing. I'm also at Noah Tarno. We're also on Instagram at Big Quiz Thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want to do a little preview art next week's show. So I was inspired. I saw the new Mr. Rogers movie, which is amazing. And I said to Bill, you know, what's the equivalent of Mr. Rogers today? And we really couldn't think of it, but we're like, let's do some kids thing. So we're going to do Wild Kratz, which having dived into a little is nothing like Mr. Rogers other than being for children. Yeah, there was a little confusion. Uh, for a little while there, I thought we were talking about Wild Kratz today. You thought we were talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. So that would have been interesting. Just having if, each uh, of us talking about those topics separately yeah, and not ever acknowledging separately. it. But, uh, you know, we're always open to suggestions. We always want to hear people make suggestions. What are the kids into? All right. So so uh, that's it. Keep listening. Review us. Talk to us. Let's keep going. And we'll see you next week with Wild Kratz, everybody. And until then, I think I think we do get it. This is the rare instance where it's gotten. We do get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2018.